Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get on all on rates as slow as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What's good, man? This is Anthony, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. Uh, this show today is a very, very good show. But before we get into the show, I wanted to tell a story. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you for the support of the listeners uh, that continue to listen, in, uh, to listen in and donate to The Reality Is podcast. But I got an a email this week and a phone call this week. And I got um, an email and a phone call from people I didn't know, two people I did not know. And after listening to episode 50, one of the people was like, I appreciate the fact that you guys talked about depression because it's hard to talk about. It's hard to talk about whether you're white, whether you're black. It's just hard to talk about. It's something that makes you feel weak. It makes you feel inferior. And it makes you feel like, you know, you're in it by yourself. That's one of the things that we tried to talk about on last week with Derek Keener because depression is something, especially in the black community, like we've talked about before, you feel like you can't talk about it. It's something that the black church says, pray away. It's something that people just say, oh, you know, you'll be all right. Just lay down, go to sleep, whatever the case may be. But no, it is a serious issue. And I'm glad that uh, we uh, here at The Reality Is was, were able to help you be able to relate and feel like somebody understood you. No, we're not therapists. We're not counselors, but we're just real people telling real stories. And that's what we try to push. That's the agenda that we have. The only agenda that we have is making sure people can correlate uh, with us and understand us. And we we try to understand people. The phone call came um, from someone that I know through somebody else. And they listened to the podcast and they said, man, I heard your story. And I just wanted to tell you to keep going. You know, I just wanted to call you and encourage you to keep going on, keep doing what you're doing, man. The, the podcast is dope. Uh, the, what you're putting out, the content you're putting out, it's dope. Keep going and do not give up because somebody is listening and he had been listening for he said he listened to about 25 shows and he's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't listen to all 25 straight through, you know, especially with him being like an hour and a half. But he said he listened to episode 49, episode 50, and he kind of skimmed through uh, the rest of the podcast. And he said he thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, we here at The Reality Is, we appreciate that, man. I appreciate everybody who's who's came and went and who contributed and, uh, you know, helped me out along the way. Like I said before, it's not easy, but it can be done. Also, I want you guys to go to SoundCloud and check out the Delivery Podcast with Broderick Darnell Nelson. I had an interview with their, uh, an interview with him this week, episode 30, with him talking about role models. It's a great show. Go out there and support him. Also, I want to give a shout-out to the homeboy, Poster Boy, Franklin Williams Jr. Check him out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. He is a great photographer here in Dallas. If you need headshots, if you need those shots where women, you want sex appeal, and men, you want swag in the photos, he got you. So go check out fjrstudios.com. He'll get you set up real good. I want to thank the homeboys from Sport Cuts 101 coming out, man. These guys were on hiatus after getting married and having babies, 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 babies. And uh, they're back, man. They're in the studio with me today to talk about a lot of things, a plethora of things. We had a two-part show. The first part, we kind of talked about everything that the reality is, talks about. And I let them get into the specifics of sports. You can go check them out at Sports Cut 101. And we'll also have the second half of the show lined up on TheRealityIs.com. And, man, hey, without further ado, let's go up. He wrote in so they revise it, please. Boy, I said I do this shit with ease. Two trail riding through Louisville streets. Hottest name from it since Muhammad Ali. Gotta keep on coming. Who fell off? Not me. God damn it. Holy shit. All right, man, this is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct, man, and we got a great show lined up for you today. I know you always hear that, but I swear to God we do. I got the homies uh, Jeff and uh, Kevin in here. We're waiting on Angelo, but these are the two parts to Sports Cut 101, man. How you boys what doing up, today? Good, look, at, look at Jesus. Look at God. What Won't up, he do it? Speak another devil and he walk right in. Always late. <laughs> <laughs> Everything good, man? I'm 
Everything good here, bro. Yeah, um, Angelo, Artesia, Artesia, Angelo. We're doing introductions like we always tell y'all, man. We try to keep it real and honest and straightforward. Man, I wanted, I brought these guys in today, man, because they, they've been doing podcasting before podcasting really kind of kicked off. They had their own show, Sport Cut 101, Sport Cuts 101, where they kind of talked about uh, sports and media again, like like I always talk about from a black perspective, giving you a little bit more insight um, of not just what happens on the field, but what also what happens off the field, and just giving that perspective on it. So for me, either one of y'all can jump in. But what made you guys want to start, you know, start off doing the radio thing? Well, this has been us for going on twenty years now. Yeah, um, we've known each other since college, since UTA. So that's how we came together. Dominoes yeah. and sports. Yeah. And it just carried over and continues to this day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's about kicking. It's about brotherhood. It's about talking real life and talking sports, which is part of our part real of life. your life. Yeah. And I know for me, I've always wanted to do radio yeah. because I my major was broadcast communication. Yeah. So this was just another outlet for me to get my voice out there. And basically, Sports Cuts One Hundred and One, we're giving our cut on sports. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just. You know, and I always wondered about that because when I first read it, when Jeremy first uh, told me about it years ago and I was watching you guys, I was like, so are they doing it at a barbershop or is it, like you said, it's your cut on sport? Right. Well, that's the feel. You know, when you go to the barbershop, you talk about any and everything. Most of the time it's around sports. and You say say it how you feel. Yeah. And that's how we've always been. So what's up? What's up, Devil's Advocate? What's up, buddy, man? (laughs) How y'all living today? (laughs) We doing good, good, bro. We We, doing good. We were good in no time, man. (laughs) Good and on time. Yeah, oh, yeah. He got to get that smoothie king. Now, so what's your perspective, man? Like, what made you want to get into, like, I know all you guys, you know, we had the meeting last week. All of us kind of met before. And one thing that we all have in common sitting in here is we all went to UTA. Right. Yes. We all went to UTA. Um, did all of us, were you, you in uh, the communications program, too? Was I? I think so. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you can push that mic up. Is it broke? No, I got it. I can pick it right here. All right. So, yeah, I was in um, communications. Communication technology was what yeah. my degree was in, actually. Okay. Uh, actually, me and Kevin were in biology class first. Yeah. And that, uh, that teacher right there told us we don't want to be in that career <laughs> because uh, that class was off the chain the first day. Yeah. Okay? Um, but, you know, speaking of what y'all are talking about as far as that feel with the barbershop and that theme, and I left the barbershop about an hour ago, and that conversation was about Flint was about the rally, was yeah. about the free signings in the NFL, yeah. was about, I mean, it was about a litany of things. Yeah. You know, I'm getting, you know, it was about, they, they told me everything. Yeah. I mean, it really, it kept it real. It really, as the yeah. show is. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, the barbershop feel, the sports, that's what ties us together. I mean, that's that's a, that's our, that's our, you know, the, the soap operas, yeah. you know, but it's real life. No, I understand. And I, like I said, with Jeremy, you know, I, I know he always used to talk about it. And he always said he wanted me to kind of eventually work with you guys, which is something we're working on. You know, we have the reality is we've been talking about uh, creating another show with Sports Cut 101 and kind of bringing me on because of Jeremy saying, hey, and if you whatever you hear in the mic, that's just us trying to get our mic. Right right no, it's fine, bro. It's we yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Causing trouble and yeah. wreaking havoc already. That's what I do. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, I've always like I said, I watched it. I remember him um, having the website and everything put up, and I always used to be like, what is he doing? And it's funny that we all are sitting here today because, like I said before, I never even knew this is what I wanted to do. I went through so many career fields before I even really paid attention to actually saying, oh, okay, I want to be in media. And I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, it's crazy how – I know for growing up, Martin, everybody can relate to Martin. Martin is one of my favorite shows. And one thing I tell people is if you watch Martin and you watch it as you grow up, and say, for instance, you watch it at 18, and then you watch it now for me at 33, there's life lessons in the show. Yeah. There's life lessons in the show about how, you know, what he went through, how many life-changing things he went through to come out and still do media right. on the television level. And for me to always compare my life to him, I was like, damn, it's crazy that I love this show so much. And subconsciously, maybe something was there. You know, you always watch him on WZUP right. doing this thing. And it's just funny how, like I say, everything comes together from watching Martin, being in media, seeing you guys on, on, on the Internet like five years ago, and then finally meeting you guys and not just, you know, no longer watching you from a distance. So, no, you go ahead. Bro. And the funny thing is, I wanted to be a doctor. That's what I was going to college for. Yeah. But like he said, our biology teacher, Mr. <laughs> McCready. That's his name? Yeah. <laughs> he straight up told us, hey. He ain't even look at class, you when he said it. Like, yeah. yeah, that's that nigga. This, <laughs> class, <laughs> this class may not be for you. Yeah. And after that, I figured, hey, I've always had a love for radio. I've yeah. always wanted to do something. I had to follow that. So was it just strictly biology? Like, what I mean, what what made it hard? Was it like the anatomy part of it, or 
it was him <laughs> okay. in the way he delivered the message. Yeah. He would talk to us basically like this. Yeah. Uh, guys, oh, this yeah. is how we're going to do. And <laughs> that's how the class went. Yeah. But I think and it was too early for me. Eight o'clock like class, a right? Life decision. Yeah. Co- uh, career yeah. right there. <laughs> and at that moment, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. All, all my life. All day studying like this. You know what? I'm going to go to know. It was the first year. You know, yeah. I'm thinking about what, what party is next. You yeah. Know, I think about, okay, I got yes. this. Yes. We, we did a lot of that, too. So. <laughs> See, that's one thing a lot of people miss out on. Like, for me, I, like, I went to college off and on, off and on, off and on. And now it's been like a straight point. And I know one thing I always hear a lot of people talk about who don't get to go to college straight out of high school is damn, I didn't get to stay on campus. I didn't get to meet right. these new friends. And, like, the the the, light, the childhood friendship or the college day friendship that you guys built, I didn't have that. Right. Every friend that I meet now is, like, at a job or maybe I ran into a guy somewhere that knew one of my friends. Or not to be funny, like me knowing Jeremy, now I get to know right. you guys. So one thing that I like when we were out eating the other day is how you guys were able to tell all these different stories about college. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, from what girl was here or what party was thrown or, the, like, having biology together. Like, I don't have a story like that and I think it's amazing to have that it's a, it's amazing to have those perspectives to have those stories because you always hear a lot of white people or other people have these types of stories being right. able to get out of high school go to college stay on campus and live a college life black people normally don't get that opportunity you know what I'm saying like I'm we still have still to get out loans, huh? I'm still paying the loans well, hey, yes. but you got, the, you got the experience though yes, I'm paying them motherfuckers and I didn't even get the experience <laughs> so you know what I'm saying that's the difference of it I wanted to, to talk about too man like All this shit that's going on in Chicago with Trump. So, you know, you got Trump saying make America great again. And I saw uh, they got memes out. Not not even memes. These are actual pictures where it was like five white women saying make Make America America white white again. again. And I was just like, well, that's the truth. That's what they're that's what they're wanting. And right now I feel like it's bringing it's already hate here. And people always just be like, oh, you know, Kanye rapped about it, Uh, you know, America still races, they just be concealing it. Well, now with Donald Trump, it's like they're not concealing this shit oh, no more. It's wide, it's wide open. I mean, it's it's right in front of your face. And that's, they say, um, you know, you, you live by, by a code. Yeah. And they say you are who you are. Yeah. And whatever it is, always rise, cream rise to the top. Yeah. So his feelings are there in the open. I mean, he's all about power and money. Yeah. That's it. He he has the money now, so all he's looking for is the, power, the power. Which, for us as the U.S., if you're the president, you yeah. got the ultimate ultimate power. power. So that's all he's searching for. That's all he's looking for. And now, those that are racist or that are prejudiced have an example that's right in the forefront that they can chase after, and it's giving them a platform, right? Yeah, and that's like, all, that's all they're looking yeah, for. They yeah. can't they can't do like they did back in the day, back in the sixties. Yeah. And, in fifties, when you know back down south in Alabama and all that, yeah. where they do the lynching and, yeah. and the cross burning. But people ain't running from white folks no more. You know, I was looking at I was looking at the video, and I remember watching movies like Selma, you know, and all these other movies when black people or I mean white people or the KKK came into town, you would see them literally like just running through a crowd of black people and black people just falling over each other trying to get away. When I saw this shit in Chicago. Like, these niggas is running to it, and, like, I wish you would. And I think some white people have the mentality to think that if they come out again like they did back in the day, black people are going to run. It ain't happening. No. It's not happening. But I think one thing that's ironic when I'm watching the news, they had a rally in California, a KKK rally. And they had, like, uh, I think the motorcycle group was the Bastards. And they had the Bastards. They had um, white, black, Asian, all Hispanics all standing on one side, like, challenging the KKK. Guess who the cops were standing in front of to protect? The oh, KKK. Yeah, of they weren't on. They. I was like, that sends such a bad signal because if anything, you need to be in the middle, right. stand in the middle to where nobody crosses that path. But they were on the fence where the KKK was. Now, you know, unfortunately, a couple KKK KKK guys got their ass whooped, got stabbed. You know, I, you know, that's unfortunate. You right. know, but you can't go out there expecting to do all this shit and doing the hell Nazi sign from Hitler, you know what I'm saying? And 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 expect nobody to feel like, okay, this is disrespectful and nobody to fight back. And the good thing that I like to see that it was white people as well as blacks as well as Hispanics right. that were fighting back. Right. And that's all we want. You know how the black lives matter? Yeah. And they're saying that, well, why aren't y'all all, all lives matter? Yeah. Well, come help us out yeah. and we will help you we'll out. We'll help you out, yeah. Because it's amazing. The only time we're together as a country is when we have a tragedy, yeah. like such as 9-11 or anything like that yeah. school shootings or stuff school like shootings that. and things like that but why can't we come together on other issues would you vote for trump 
No. Hell no. No, sir. <laughs> you no. ain't said shit over I there, Angelo. Am, I'm waiting. I actually thought about from a strategic standpoint to actually, hopefully everybody can hear me, to actually um, vote for him problem? in the primaries just so that, because um, I know that Hillary can beat him. Yeah. Um, you you know, don't think Hillary can beat him? No, because I know that Hillary could beat him. Oh, okay. That's why I thought from a strategic standpoint, yeah. try to get Trump in there as a, as a, not, as yeah. a Republican but do we, representative. Do we want to take that and chance? Then, uh, it's not going to happen. I, don't, I, I know that it's, he's it's not the, going to He's going to be there, though. It's going to be Hillary and Trump. I think so, too, but that's still going to come some hurdles and I say that because he, there, there's no from a from a good inbound point he's that he's not a statesman yeah. so you need to be able to respect the office you yeah. don't got to be yeah. you don't have to necessarily respect the president per se yeah. but the office itself is what you need to respect I agree and I don't think that Trump is and that's why there's even Rubio said recently I don't know if I can support him but everything is about not black and white from the political Carson standpoint, it's about black. that green. Yeah. It is really about that green. Carson, and, and I really believe that with with Trump and his supporters, and he, you know, he doing the Food Network on his campaign and yeah. stuff, you know, advertising steaks and whatever he got. Who's doing it? Trump. After oh, after he shit. won one of the, uh, I guess one of the, uh, one of the states, whatever. Yeah. You know, he he had his backdrop of steaks and food and whatnot. What he markets. But, yeah, yes, he is. But I mean, I, re I really just don't believe that the politics itself I yeah. mean it's a lot of old money in there yeah. would allow somebody like that a demagogue like that to actually be in the office yeah they're gonna turn on him as you can see Mitt Romney he came out and said <laughs> some things against him right. they know that having him represent the Republicans yeah it's a it's a bad look. But yeah, then you right. got Ben Carson who's going who's supporting him. This guy, he's a house right, nigga. Right. And for and anybody who don't know what a house nigga <laughs> is, that's an, a black person that do anything that white people tell them to do and want to be on the white people's team, even if they ain't winning. And then as you, got, they and you got Christie. You exactly. Got, you got Christie supporting him. You know, and just just two weeks before, you know, you you bad mouthing. So it's it's really about a. RNC, I'm going to write you this check, drop yeah. out the race and support who we need you to support. Exactly. That's all it is. It's yeah. unfortunate, man. What is that you just brought here? Some pizza? Smelling good over yeah, there. Yeah, I'm like, shit, you ain't bring a three a three slices in this motherfucker? I wanted to talk. Uh, first of all, shout out to the homie, uh, my co-host from last week, Michelle Williams. We talked about it last week where she created um, this chat on Facebook. And the chat is basically talking about um, relationships and dating while black. Well, with the dating while black, I know this week in the room, some of the questions that they had posed was, what's, what's one of the worst things that an ex has said to you during an argument? Hmm. <laughs> I can tell you ain't never had nobody say nothing. the worst thing my ex did when I read this the first thing that popped up in my head I won't say what ex it is but if she's listening she know who the hell she is <laughs> we were I was in the possible I was pretty much thinking about like proposing and I did propose to her and I gave her the ring she said no but she still had the ring and I remember one time she was like I'll sell this ring and go see the dude that she was che that she cheated on me with, bro. Oh, oh. That was the worst fucking thing yeah. that was ever said to me. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know it's been so long since I've had an ex. I, it wasn't necessarily what she said; is what she did. She cheated on me with a guy that she said that looked like me, and that's, she, that's, that was her reason because he looked like you. And did she think it was you? It just looked like you. Now, to her defense, I can show you a picture of him. The dude does look like me. Let me see that picture. But, he don't look that good, know. you know what I'm saying? I need to <laughs> Come on, man. You, you're damn great. I, I'm joking. You're damn great. I, I, I'm joking. But she just said that he, it was a long-time friend. Yeah. And, of course, if I look like him and yeah. we look alike, then her preference, you know, was, what her preference yeah. is. But I'm going to show you all that picture. Yeah, please show it to me. It's crazy because with you saying that, my brother went through the same thing. He dated this girl. I remember he dated her for like two years, and after they broke up, she ended up marrying a guy like a two, year, three years after him. And I swear the dude looks, he doesn't look just like my brother, but kind of like he said, the makeup is the same. The way his hair was cut, the way he wears his beard, his body, uh, body type. And I was like, why the fuck would you? One thing I love about breaking up with people and getting out of a relationship is what next? What's next? Right. What new booty are you going to have? Mm -hmm. What breasts are you going to have? Like, what do you have? Let me see that picture, man. Let me see that picture. What, I mean, no, like that, that's just thug. the first one I got, went to. <clears throat> just from the bald head and the beard. Well, that, that's it. But he do look like he's a uh, ruffian. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he's a good dude. Now, I wish him nothing but Oh, yeah, yeah, you might. Yeah, probably got like a shortage in it or something. But um, for you, you said a girl, Angelo, nobody's never told you anything negative. Like, I, I, I guess... I didn't give that, per and, not, and this is this is me speaking for myself. I didn't give anybody that power to have that effect on me at that time. 
Only, and I say that because what you say to me is going to roll off. Because at that time, I mean, talking about college days or after, it wasn't really until I narrowed it down to maybe two or three females I was going to really holler at that I was like, you know what? Okay, now you may mean something to me. Yeah. But really, before that, it was like, there's nothing you can say because I'm going to keep doing I'm going to keep, I'm gonna doing, keep what doing what I'm doing. I'm doing. I already did you. Yeah. So I'm moving on to <laughs> the next. <laughs> so it really didn't, yeah, it really didn't bother me. Her, that's real talk. Either way to push her away. Yeah. I you think know, that's the crazy up. part about it is I don't think a lot of women understand, like, there's not really anything you could do to a guy, especially after we've had sex with you. If we have sex with you and we don't care about you it don't really matter what you say to me i got what i came for i saw what they say i came i saw i conquered or however it go whatever the case i see you pondering jeff what you got for me i'm trying to think um he got so many you just don't know (laughs) (laughs) probably the the worst thing was uh back from college days was over the phone Mm. like like out of town like I was I was dating a chick that was not in Dallas. Yeah, she was in another city in Texas. And it was just a phone call like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm like what the hell is this coming from? Yeah, but you know, it was whatever. For me, that yeah, like I say, for but me that was the worst one. That's yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. And, and, and I cared about I, the one that I, said it to me too. Well, I right. care about. I said some things. I'm not going to say what I said because I think I trumped her. But you know, <laughs> as we talking about Trump, I definitely trumped her. If I'm having an argument, I'm it's it's, it's pretty hard to beat me. Well, I think it was kind of twofold. I cared about her and the fact that it was kind of over the phone. Yeah. Like, what what type of respect is yeah that? to break up over the phone? So, so but uh, but beyond that, it wasn't. You wanted in your face. Uh, I'd rather you just do it over the phone. Do what you're going to do. That's what I feel say. Do me. I don't even need you to be there. Because I, I may be like, well, let's talk about this. First. I don't. I want you to be able to. If, I'm, if I really care about a girl and, I, and they getting rid of me, I'd rather them call and say, hey, I don't think this is working out. And, and I don't know if this is going to be able to work out. And even if I'm trying to talk, I'd rather her just hang up on me. No respect, to where, no respect to where I'm just like, I don't even. If you do it harsh enough, I don't want to come back. If you start talking to me and trying to rationalize shit, I'm going to be trying to talk to you and get back with you. Exactly. I had that happen to me once. Like, I'd never forget, before I moved here, I was dating a girl when I first went to college. We had broke up. She came over to the house. We had sex. Like, while having sex, I'm still thinking, like, okay, I got a chance because why would we be having sex? Come on, man. That's the wrong attitude to have at that time. You already know what's up. Yeah, but like he said, I cared about it, though. You know what I'm saying? I cared about it and whatever like that. So I was still trying to be there. But it it was like one of them things where it was like after two weeks of us being broken up, she still was coming around, still was calling. But you had already told me you didn't want to be with me. That's the same thing that we do. Yeah, but eventually (laughs) I came to her and I was like, hey, man, if we ain't about to be back together, like, I can't keep having sex with you. If I can't have this label, I don't want to be here. And you have the right to do that, you know? But it sounds like y'all reverse roles yeah that's exactly yeah. It, it like did <laughs> that's because she gave me too much time to think about it that's why i said tell me mm-hmm. let me be done because if you're just lingering around i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be there and that's that's another thing you know a lot of people we've had people come on the podcast and be like oh women are more emotional than men men can be very emotional yeah when we, when we care when we care when yeah. we care then that's the reason why i think a lot of times when we're in relationships and you get hurt you try not to get hurt again which is why it's harder for men to fall in love again yeah. after being hurt the first time in yeah. my opinion yeah so I know there's all certain of you. Walls, there's certain walls that got to be broke down um, before we can get to that point. Yeah. That we let someone in again like that. So has an ex ever taught you something? Like, what is it? What's the best lesson that an ex has ever taught you, if one? True, love me. Honestly, love me. One taught me never go back. And well, yeah. Never go back. Yeah. If you I don't have that. to. And if you don't have an exception to the rule, never go back. I feel like too many people, like when they break up, they keep going back. And it takes so much. It, it's pretty much <clears throat> prolonging the process of you healing and getting better to move yeah. on for whatever's out there. That was me. That was, my, that was me. You I just was couldn't. Back. I was in back. I've so, never done it. But it's not relationships. I was going back for, Pussy. for to satisfy me. For sex. Whatever that could, yeah. whatever that could be. Whatever, because yeah. you, you, before we even got to that point, if you didn't stimulate me up top, you ain't going to get to the bottom anyway. So for me, it was how are you stimulating me? Whether yeah. it be whether it be even at eighteen intellect, yeah, because I was in, yeah even at that time it yeah. was the chase, yeah, honestly yeah, them days it was the chase, yeah. and once the chase was over, it was kind of like all right, what's next? If what I cared, then cool, yeah. But if I didn't care, hmm. You had to be like ten years older, good credit. You know, six, I, I, was, I was at eighteen. No, yeah, Angelo was at, on another level. Yeah, he was. He, he was on another level. A mind level. of an investment banker at eighteen. Yeah. yeah, and he's the reason why. Honestly, we all graduated from college because once we saw him, yeah, we said, okay, it's time for the stop. We playing. all got to do it now. We cut, cut down on the parties, the <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday yeah. parties, and get down to business. But I think 
If I had to think of something that they taught me was to never settle. Yeah. Mm. Don't settle. Good one. When you settle, man, I feel like it's just fucking you up in the long run. Yeah. And what people be like, oh, well, and I, I won't say just settling just for looks, because I know a lot of times when people be like, oh, don't settle, I think they're thinking a lot of times about what a person looks like. You know what I'm saying? I think when you think, for me, when I think about not settling at this point in time, or what are your needs and what are your wants? Yeah. If, you, if some of your wants, you can compromise. I can compromise. My needs, I cannot compromise. So it's one of those things where long as my needs are being met and some of my wants may not, like, I need sex consistently. I want porn sex, but you're probably not going to get porno sex all the time. <laughs> so I can say, all right, you know what? She's giving me sex. Maybe I can balance this out. So like I said, it's a needs and wants thing. For, like you said, credit. You know, my credit is pretty good. I don't want nobody who's in the in the red, 100s and 200s, mm-hmm. and got and – not, and I'm not talking student loans and doctor bills. We're talking about shit that you just didn't plan well and you never paid back. I think at a certain age, uh, you should drive a certain type of car. You know, I really? feel like, yeah, man, I, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not saying like a Mercedes, but like if I'm 30 and you got a 1995 like Toyota Camry, come on, man. Does it get me from point A to point B? And the man, it's bigger than that. Come man. on, man. It's bigger than that. Hey, I, would, I ride my car through wheels fall off. I will too. I just got rid of mine. I had it for like eight years, but it was in mint condition. But when the, the paint started peeling. And the dent was in the door, and the window wouldn't come down. I was like, I cannot pull up anywhere. And in Dallas, there's not too many places you can pull up without having the valet. Right. I would not allow them the valet and have to crawl through my passenger side <laughs> to get. I'm not getting back. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Well, it, somebody if they're yeah. driving a car, an older car like that, they're not going to be going to places like that anyway. Exactly. Which means you have to dumb yourself down or <laughs> whatever to be on that level. I'm not going to do it. It's like it's like. Um, I, I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. Like I said, I, if you pull up and you're beautiful, and you getting out of uh, El Camino, and it's not like souped up like they have them in Hispanic, like in the Hispanic part of town. I ain't trying to deal but with what it. What if she's offering all the other things that you need and you want? It's just her vehicle. So she got right good now. credit. She fine. She good in bed, and she got a bad. She may car. be saving but for see, something. But see, you, you, I need to we, find we, out what that something is. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find out what that something is, man. Straight up, I, I that's just me personally. I need to find out what that something is, man. That, I, yeah. But they also were talking about in the room, they were talking about things that turn things that women, things that men do that turn women off. They didn't like uh, they didn't like men who wanted them to call uh, to be called daddy. You know, some dudes like daddy nowadays in the younger generation. They're saying zaddy with a Z. I had a girl call me that. Zaddy. Zaddy. I can't do it, man. Yeah, just call me Kevin or something. We just go from there. Don't call me daddy. Don't tell me what you could do for me sexually. And I don't know your last name. I don't know if, you know. I don't know if y'all was doing that back in the UTA party days. What was that again? Ba- basically, don't talk like don't talk. You know how when you meet a girl mm-hmm. and you're talking to them, you really have you may know them like a day or two, and you're already talking about fucking, which is kind of something that guys do. And she, the women are basically saying, "Don't talk to me about how good you are in bed or what you could do." And I don't really know you. I don't know mm-hmm. your last name. I don't know who you are as a person because dudes yeah. do that. I, I, yeah. can, I can agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that because it's not about what you can do necessarily is what I need to be done at that moment. You know what right. I'm saying? We don't need to have an advanced conversation of all knowing you for two days. I'm trying to get mine, trying to get yours, and do that, and <laughs> we can, you know, go out separate ways. Or- yeah, but uh, back in, but in college days, it wasn't like that. Yeah, For me, I, I, mean, I didn't experience that, I guess, in college days where it was about that, where it was in two days, okay, we talking about nothing advanced, yeah. what we about to do. Yeah. You know, as I, got in, as I got older, you know, it was, I think the older folks, okay, older folks, older woman were about this is what it is yeah but yes. back then it was more or less okay we gotta you know i'm taking out to eat how your mama doing how your daddy doing i don't want to do work. all that back then i don't want to do all yeah, that no i didn't either. i don't want to do that really now <laughs> i mean you have to but i didn't want to and i agree with you man like being with older women is just something about it it's a straight to the point yes. situation yes. Yes. yes it is they'll break your back like i've said that before but it's a straight to the point situation but at, at some point if you don't step up to the plate you're being used sexually but yeah. but most guys are okay with that, especially yeah. if you're 20 and she's like 35. Well, I'll say, but how many times in college did we actually take uh, girls out and on dates? Yes. Uh, how, how many times did we actually? Whenever do that? I got my student loan check. I mean, that was about it. So that was uh, <laughs> once, once a six months every six months. <laughs> so most, we started in August. That was September, yeah, and then much. September and January. It's just in college. It was just easy. Valentine's you didn't Day. have to put in a lot of work. Yeah. You can go get them a blimpy sandwich, and you're good. 
And bring them back to the room. And bring them back to the room. <laughs> and you're good to go. Yeah. So we didn't – I didn't go on a lot of dates in college. I'm pretty sure it's still that easy right now. It's easier. Yeah. I wish I was it's 18. It's easier. You got – speaking from somebody who got two boys. Who got two boys? What are you trying to say, sir? I, mean, I, gotta, I don't want to hear that easier stuff. Boy. I'm nervous. Oh, yes. Oh, you got you, – what, you got girls? I got a girl. What and you I got, got two boys and a girl. All right. So all of them in here are married. I'm the only one that's still, you know, playing the other side of the fence. But what is it? We had this conversation. Mm -hmm. What made you want to get married? I was basically with my wife. Well, before she was my wife, we were together like every day. Yeah. And I just, I was so comfortable around her. She, she fits everything that I, I wanted and mm -hmm. I needed. Somebody would let me be myself and support me in the decisions that I made. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it was easy, and besides, I think she's beautiful. I always talk about marriage, and the reason I'm asking these questions to all of you guys is because I was talking to somebody the other day at work, and I was like, "Why well, get married?" And the reason I say that is because you only hear when you when you hear people talk about marriage, whether it's on TV, on a talk show, in person, your homegirl, your homeboy, it's always when it's bad. So when it's bad, you, I mean, if your wife is cooking and just paid a bill or took took care of you when you didn't have a job, like most people ain't coming out and saying, man, my wife did this, this and that. But if she did something wrong, you coming out and be like, God damn, I needed a drink today because I, I just had to get away from her. I, and then if I'm hearing that from, you know, Kevin, then I talk to Jeff, he say the same thing that I'm talking. And, and it's like, why am I getting married? Why am I getting married to give somebody my money? to take care of these kids and never do anything for myself and put myself on the back burner. So with you being married, and I know you said all those things with your wife and, 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 and the things that you like about her, what made you want to have kids? To have, like, it's, a, it's one thing to get married. It's another thing to say, I care about this person enough to have a child. Because clearly, if you married her, eventually kids are coming. Was it, did you have a kid before? Her? No. Okay. No, it was after we got married. But kids are just a reflection of our relationship. My wife sacrificed her body to have our kids. Yeah. And that's something that I can never repay her for. Yeah. Because I, if it was up to me to have a kid, we'd be adopting because ain't nothing coming out of here if a man <laughs> had a kid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you know they got, what is it, the uterine transplant it now? Where don't, worry about that. don't worry about that. Where is this going to come out at? Mm. I don't even want it ain't coming out of Kevin. I'm telling you that. So y'all can go, <laughs> go along with that. But for, for me, um, I actually knew my wife. 10 years before we even started talking. Yeah. And we were friends while I was with someone else. And and she knew. And, you know, brought a child Did you tell her your to, secrets? Like, you know how when you have that homegirl and you're dating another girl and you're telling the stuff about. No, well, we didn't we didn't have a friendship oh, like that. that. Okay, it, okay. it was kind of like, you know, high-by type relationship yeah. through church. Um, but. There was always something there, but of course, she respected the relationship yeah. that I was in at that time. I respected what she was doing, so it never got to that level yeah. until both of us were able to. But honestly, marriage is just the completion of everything. You know, even when you make mistakes, as I did, yeah. you know when it's the right one because that right one is going to take you to another level. You know, in college and when we did whatever we did, when we were with someone, there was never that completion there. It yeah. was for I was either there for the sex. Yeah. I was there just to, you know, spend time with you. I was there just to say, hey, I got a girl. Yeah. But when you marry that other person, there's going to be a lot of times when you don't even like them. Yeah. But you love them. You yeah. can't stand to be in their presence right then and there. But if they needed you to do anything, even give of your life, yeah. you would do that. So, I mean, I love my kids. But my kids come secondary to my wife. Yeah. That's wait, just wait, how wait, it wait. is. Well, that's real. Well, that, that's the way the Bible said it's supposed to be too, right? Right. But that's not how, the, that's not how it's that's what done I'm gonna say. That's not. No, 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 it's not. That's what I was about to say. I mean, it kind of threw me for a loop when you said it. No. What are, you, are you writing something down? Mm -mm. I'm ready for you. I want to hear your, what you I got to say. I'm about to bring this gospel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What, made you, what made you want to get married? Because she was my ride or die. Hmm. Man, ride or die chick. Real talk. Straight up. Um, she was. She, we've been through a lot. Yeah. I mean, we've been through a lot, which is a good and bad thing to have that be your homegirl. Yeah. Um, and she knew. She knew. She saw me grow from a boy to a man. Yeah. So because she was there and tolerated me and tolerated me being a hoe, being out in the streets, but don't get it twisted, she was doing her thing too. Yeah. But the fact that she stood by me the whole time, I was like, well, if she stood by me through this, yeah. you know what I'm saying, she's going she gonna to be there. So between that, her and her family, you know, she's a 504 girl, so she's from New Orleans. 
So, you know, they, they, uh, they, so they kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah, he nervous. They crazy. crazy. <laughs> Um, so and you need that woman that can check you. Yeah. Um, you know, and you got to have a woman that can, woman check, that can you. check you. And you know, and it, it's it's and from the, the child perspective, I don't want no other woman to bear my child. Yeah. You know, when it when it came down to me narrowing it down, which is I think is what guys do or yeah, what people we do. do. And now you you had to listen, you cross things out. You know, I was talking to another lady who who had maybe been in previous marriage or, yeah. or or had a child already. So I was thinking about those first time experiences. You know, it's different when you do it together. Yeah. You're growing together. Yeah. So. You know, that other, all those were the reasons why I was like, she's been with me this long. We can grow together, go through the ups and downs together on those new challenges, on those new, the kid and the yeah. marriage and everything else. Um, and and that's, that's how it came about. What do you think about, like, and another question that was asked in, in the Dayton Wild Black is if you cheat, man or woman, do you think that, that you can get back to what it was before? Do you th- think you can still have a successful relationship after somebody cheats? I yeah. think it takes prayer. I think it takes um, patience. I think, I mean, uh, you don't know. You only you only can pray for that if something does happen yeah. that y'all can still stick it out. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. because we're, we're not ones to judge because maybe one cheating is morally wrong and that's on a different level than someone else, but doing something different, you know, whether it be abusive, you know, domestic, physically or verbally or what have you. Yeah. Um, I, I really think that you really have to try to work it out. I mean, I was, somebody can ask me today if I was happily married and regardless of how I felt, I'm going to say I'm happy regardless, period. Because that's what I'm supposed to say. So, and, and it, <laughs> actually, actually, a chick asked me that the other day. She said, because she was, she was not, not happy, uh, she, yeah. she wasn't happily married, yeah. you know, and wasn't running a ring with all that stuff. I said, well, if, you know what, I'm happily married, you know. And I said, even if I wasn't, I wouldn't tell you. Because that just, that gives an in to your, right. any weakness you may it. have. Yeah. Now, keep it, keeping it real, that's not gonna uh, that's not gonna eliminate anybody from doing something if they really want to exactly. do something. Yeah. But you laying it right on the chips, right on the table, that you know no, this that's is what's real. up. No, that's, that's, that's real. I mean, like I've told the story before, man. I, I've had an affair with a woman who was married. You know what I'm saying? Not proud of it, but shit went on for a while. And my process, my mindset was when it first happened, I was like, it already happened once. Might as well do it again. And then the thing about it was I wasn't the one that was like, hey, what's, I mean, it was her. And like Angelo said, it was one of those things where she was like, I'm not, I'm not, my husband's not doing this. He's not doing that. We always arguing, we whatever, to where it's like, I didn't look at it as an end, but I was just like, damn, he ain't doing something right. right. And as a guy, you start being like, well, I wonder what he's not doing right. And then if she keeps telling you this stuff and then she's attractive and she was attractive. And it's like, next thing you know, you're, you, 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 you go, you're not going to lunch. You're going Mm-hmm. You're going to lunch, but right. it's a different kind of lunch. Right. This sandwich ain't got no bread. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's one of them things where you're like, shit. I mean, and, and like I said, you can fall into that trap. And I think what you're saying is good to say, even if you're not happily married, to say, I am happily married. I've never heard anybody say that because right. normally people wear their emotions on their on their sleeves when it comes to relationships right. and how they're unhappy and so on and so forth. So you think that, that you can bounce back from cheating? Yeah. I didn't think I could yeah. until it happened. And then I forgave the person. Right. I wasn't with them and I never got back with them, but it took some time. And one of the first things I looked at was what did I do to possibly get her to this point? Boom. That's it. Because people just, I mean, unless you're just a dog or a hoe, you ain't just going out there. After, if you really care about somebody, you're not just going out saying, I'm going to go sleep with somebody else to hurt this person. I'm going to go talk to somebody else to hurt this person. Right. It is a buildup of things that continue to happen. And I know for me, and I've said it before, I wasn't the most emotional. Right. I, I'm still not the most emotional. It's hard. I, I listen but a lot of times I'm guilty of listening, and soon as somebody stops talking, I'm talking. And I think that's the reason also why, it's, and I really believe that it's different for men and women. Yeah. Um, because in most cases, unless you're just out there in the streets and it's a hole, yeah. she ain't. She, she put time if she's doing that. Yeah. You know, she she's talked to that person on the phone. She's sent text messages. She going to lunch. It's, it's been not just a week, yeah. not just two weeks, unless she's a hit and quit it. Yeah. She spent that that they they spent they some invested. emotional time. They invested time, and I think that's what. So it's more or less okay. What where did I fail at? If right. anything, it's like, okay, where, where did I fail at? Why couldn't we address this earlier? And sometimes you have addressed it earlier, but it's just a, it's a reoccurring thing. And then you also get to the point where you just, um, like you said, forgive. And that forgiveness is not, it is for that person, but yeah. it's more so you have to allow yourself to truly forgive that person so you can move on. Is it harder for men to forgive than women, you think? In my opinion, I think so. The reason yeah, I say that is. is because when I think in my mind, like, when it happened to me, the first thing I thought was I was like, I pictured things. So I was like, I pictured my ex giving him head, whoever he was. I didn't even know what the guy looked like. I pictured 
my ex sleeping with this guy. <laughs> like I just picked yes, a, 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 a woman with a dick on her shoulder and no face on the man. Yeah. Like yeah, that's just how that's how I envision things. And people always be like, why do you go so far left? If I'm broke, if we're broken up and I'm not supposed to be with them again, I think the worst things to make myself be like, I would never touch her again. I would never want to be with her again. So you, me personally, I thought the worst to help me move on. You know what I'm saying? If I just never thought about anything and I just keep thinking the girl that I loved is still out there, it's always that chance. But if I start building those walls in my mind about this person, it better protects me. And I'm able to say that I've never been in a relationship again with an ex that we broke up or whether it was me doing it or them doing it because I built walls in my mind to block that person off. And I haven't either. Um, and I've broken up and been in numerous relationships, but from each one of them, I learned something. Yeah. Whether it was something about me that I needed to perfect or yeah. do better, or if it was something about a particular personal trait that she had that I either liked or did not like. And so it's all about growing. For men, it is a little harder to forgive and I haven't gone to anyone that I've broken up with yeah. or cheated on me in that way. But um, it's still a point where we can forgive and eventually move on. Yeah. What you about to say? Well, they say that time <laughs> heals like... all wounds. <laughs> but I'm telling you now, I'm petty. So if I am cheated on, I'm thinking, hey, the other guy can give you something that I can't. So you just stay with him. Yeah. And I'm gonna go my own way. I, I I'm petty like that. I don't remember. The, I don't remember it in detail, and I wouldn't even go over it right now. But there was a <laughs> moment when Kevin was in my chair at my house, and he was debating about breaking up with somebody. I forgot who it was, but it was somebody. And he was like, "Man, Angelo, I'm about, I'm about to leave her, man." I'm about to, I said, "Don't do it. Don't do it." <laughs> but I mean, he was Kevin. You don't you don't cross Kevin, man. It just takes one time. Him. I'm just I'm petty like so that. So you're done after somebody because the way I am, if I'm giving you my all and you go off and do something else, yeah. then my all wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. So me and my all ass are going the other <laughs> way. Okay? So that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it was one of those, it was it was something back in the day. I used to always, people always just be like, have you ever cheated on a girl? And I would always be like, nope, nope, never cheated. Nope, nope, nope. And then I remember talking to my mom one day, and she was like, I remember you saying you never cheated. And she was like, if you, she's like, even if you don't have a label with the girl, or even if you, I remember it was a time when my ex, we were together, but you know how when you break up with him, but you're still hanging out with him and you're still kicking it, like the right. relationship is still the relationship. Right. You just got, you guys haven't sat back down and said, hey, we're together again. Right. And it was a time where we were doing that process and I was talking to this white chick. And my mom was like, and I remember bringing a white girl home and my mom was like, you know that that's still cheating because you're still physically, mm. like mentally and physically tied to this other person. And I was like, I just didn't, I always had, wanted to uphold this image of, I'm not that dude. Right. And I think, I mean, it doesn't make you a bad guy. You just have to understand and look at yourself in the mirror and say, I have flaws. I have flaws. I've done some fucked up shit that I've looked at other people and said, damn, he's tripping. Right. I've done that same thing. I think one of the hardest things it is for people to do is look in the mirror and say, I did something wrong. Yeah. Or it's my fault. Right. Or take constructive criticism. You always want to be the other person. But that's when you look back in the mirror and say, what did I do to accelerate what happened yeah or what part did i play in whatever taking place happening yeah i also think it's a relationship with with your your god your father you know um because that kind of puts a mirror in your face to say you know i'm not perfect you yeah. know so i can't expect one the other person to be perfect um and two you know i need to accept their flaws too so yeah. like going back to what you said as far as your needs being met those needs are going to change you know, or those needs yeah. might not be met. And the question is, is and I asked that question, I asked that question to myself when I got married is, can I tolerate, I use that word loosely, but I use it, can I tolerate my wife for the next 50 years? And I say that because yeah. that's all I'm giving her. I told her that I'm giving you 50 years and that's it. Nobody gonna want me at 85 anyway, but that's just something I can look forward to <laughs> in 50 years. We can do what we want to do. But I mean, I, t I tell her that, but you know, we change, she changes and marriage changes, but I, you know, I look forward to those changes, but yeah. we have to, can we tolerate the changes and can we tolerate the nuances of your spouse? Yeah. Because she's tolerating stuff that you do too, whatever they may be, leaving the clothes somewhere else, not flushing the toilet, dishes in the sink, you know, partying all night or whatever, hanging with your homeboys. Can you tolerate that? And one thing, I, one thing I did learn though is, as I as I got older, because there was a time where I was talking to a chick, and I told her before I put her panties down, I said, I don't want to <laughs> be with you. I told her this as we were about to get into the act. Of, I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't want to be with you. Period. And she said, Okay. And she kept going. And she kept going. 
Oh, yeah. See, you had, and at that time, yeah. I was like, okay, so don't come to me six months from now saying, you know, I want to be with you or things but change did, or you're doing she? this. Yes, she did. Of course. But I, I, but I helped the situation by let's go out to eat, let's go out to the movies, let's spend time together. Yeah. Even though I'm telling you I don't want to be with you because you're I have treating my own, her too good. But your yeah. actions, yeah, yeah. Actually, and see, I've been in that situation before too. Like I just told somebody too, I was like, you know, guys. But then I'm wrong if I just hit it and quit it. Yeah, you're wrong. You got to spend some time okay. around it. I, it's unfortunate, but it's, I think women. A lot of women, they want to satisfy a sexual need sometimes, kind of that probably what that was. But it's like the vagina is tied to the heart, man. Yeah. But the dick is the, these two brain it's two different fucking things. It, it's like our heart is connected to our mind, but we can do a whole slew of things below our belt and it'd be it's separated. You have very few men. It's a lot of men, but very few men that you have sex with them and they're emotionally tied to you at that point. Like I can, and that's why we always talk about like why is cheating so easy for men? I mean, because we don't think about it. We just do it. We do it, and like I said, you're thinking with a whole another head. It's just like masturbation. You know what I'm saying? It's like I know for me, it's been times where like if I know I'm going somewhere, oh, I got to get one out before I get out the house. I ain't no telling what the hell I'm doing when I get out there. If I don't get it out before I get out the house, and I'm going to like a rooftop party with all these beautiful. No, 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 no. It only takes a few minutes to get a blowjob, a, a few strokes to get what you're trying to do. But if you get it out, it's like you thinking clearly again. But if you don't, you just out there and it's like everything is mo- everything is a moving target, man. Yeah. It's shooting fish. Like they say, it's shooting fish in a barrel. Before we take our first break, I wanted to talk about and get you guys' opinions on. I've, I've been hearing so much. It's a video that was played. I watched it last night, and it was a white woman um, on uh, Facebook, and she was talking about why black men are dating white women and she talked about everything from have you seen it no i haven't and she talked about everything from like oh well you know white girls we like to give head and we like to let our men be men and we like you know we don't mind uh letting him wear the pants in a relationship we don't mind cooking him whatever we basically being a domesticated woman you know what i'm saying and some of the arguments that i heard from other black women was excuse me black women and white women are raised differently as a black woman, you are raised to be, depending on if you were raised without a father around, you were raised to be independent, take care of yourself, because the mother is honestly preparing you for what she went through to try to avoid those things. Unfortunately, it's like a gift and a curse. It's, yeah. it's a gift because it makes you be independent and be able to survive out in the world, but it's a curse because you don't know how to work with somebody because you have been trained to work alone. It's just like an assassin. An assassin don't work with a whole team of, of uh, like Navy SEALs. He, he's a lone ranger. They put him out there. They give him an assignment. He goes. So when you try to team him up with somebody, it just doesn't work. And I think that's one of the things with black women. So my thoughts with, with that, I was like, well, what do we appreciate about black women? Because black women do get a bad rap. They get a bad rap for not being sexual, for not going to the gym, for wearing weed, for doing whatever these things. So I guess uh, starting with Angelo, what are some things that you feel like you appreciate about black women that, that, that you know, that go under the radar? Hmm. Well, and I'm not biased to uh, anyone marrying any color. Me honestly, neither. I'm just saying, yeah. opinion. Yeah, um, for me personally, and, and sometimes... And, and I sometimes I'm naive to this black and white thing, um, and I try not to be, but it's I married mine because I saw the strength of a black woman, which it was because I was I was raised by a single parent yeah. for the most part. Yeah. So when I those those strengths of family and taking care of the family and the kids and like that, to me, in my opinion, I only could see that coming from a black woman. Yeah. So that's why I dated. That's why I got married to a black woman. And, and I don't. I don't know about the differences whether a white girl did this or do that. I mean, in my experiences, you know, it was you asked me to do it, they're going to do it. We're all what color they're going to do. If you putting your game down, they're going to any girl going to do it. Do what you need. So right, do. right. So for me, it was it was it was a black Nubian thing. It was a black queen thing. It was a strength thing. It was you know they can they can check you if necessary because you ain't going to be checked by everybody. I ain't never been checked by no white woman. Thank you. Well, white woman, hey, hey. Oh, okay, all, all right. Black woman, who the fuck are you talking to? Yeah, yeah. lower your motherfucking tone, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a fear. It's a fear thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's like a God fearing thing. Your yeah. child fears you to an extent. You know, it's it's a it's a fear thing. For me, it's same. Um, my wife is beautiful. Yeah, right. Physically beautiful. Uh, Spiritually beautiful. We know she got your back. As soon as we posted that picture last week, she yeah. was talking about the yeah. woman in the blue. See, yeah. and, and but that was cool, though. Yeah. And when I looked, I was like, who the fuck is this? Ain't, yeah. ain't he married? Yeah. And then I went through the pictures, and I was like, oh, okay, they together. Yeah. I was like, she's about to get him in trouble. I, I know I know. regardless of what happens, yeah. she got my back. If it's a fight, fist fight, she got my back. Yeah. If it's, you know, 
cuts somebody out, even though she, she got away with a tongue. <laughs> but I mean, for I saw the same thing that Angelo saw in his wife through my wife, yeah. you know, raised by a single parent. Yeah. So that strength, uh, that independence, which, like you said, is a gift and a curse. Because yeah. there's things that I want to do or should do as a as the man of the house, as the the father figure of the house. Yeah. That you know we have we have to butt heads sometimes, yeah. but that's just part of it. But my wife, you know, I don't have anything against any race. Yeah. Um, Come from perfect. Los Angeles, California, so you see oh, yeah, any man. and everything. Yeah, you so do. I mean, it's, I visited it for is the what, first time last year, and it was amazing. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I don't have anything there, but just for me personally, it's just that strength and that that uh, back, yeah. that protection, that reinforcement. See, I'm trying to say how I want to answer this because <laughs> first of all, before you even do that, I just want to say the topics that I brought up today and the questions that I'm asking y'all. If y'all didn't get none this morning, you damn sure getting some tonight. The way y'all answering these questions about your women, go ahead, bro. So I want to say I want to answer this because before I got with my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, yeah. I want to say I was talking to some, a white woman. And I'm trying to True see talk. if I, I remember yeah. any, any yeah. of the differences because we've all. All of our mothers, we came from single mother homes, you know. Our mother raised us. But when I'm dating somebody, I've never just looked at that like, okay, my mom's a strong black woman. Yeah. So I'm going to get me a strong black, black woman. woman. Yeah. I just wanted a woman that's going to be down for me regardless of their color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my wife, we went to the same high school. She's two years younger than me. And just to make a long story short, we ran to each other at the Parks Mall some years ago, and we've been together ever since. So I'm just... Just for me, it's just the whole attraction and our connection and our vibe. It has yeah. nothing to do with my mother being a strong black woman. What she is is just how I was feeling that uh, woman at the time. All right, man, that concludes the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the show of this week, episode 51 of The Reality is Where fift uh, Filtering Becomes Extinct. Uh, my tongue got tied up a little bit. Uh, I look forward to episode 52. I already know what's going down. I'll probably uh, reveal it to you guys about Wednesday or Thursday of this week, but you definitely, definitely want to make sure you listen Tuesday uh, for the podcast of episode 52. I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm probably going to give you some insight to it later on this week. We will not be in the studio. We'll record from a uh, undisclosed location. I was about to say discreet, but undisclosed uh, undisclosed location on uh, for episode 52. But I promise you it's going to be worth tuning in on Tuesday to SoundCloud or on iTunes to find out what we're talking about. Uh, make sure you follow us. Uh, keep keep up to date with us at TheRealityIs.com. That's T-H-A, TheRealityIs.com. Follow me, Anthony Roberts, on Facebook. On Instagram, it's Sir Robert Poe, S-I-R-R-O-B-E-R-T-P-O-E. And keep up with us, The Reality Is, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And you can listen to the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Always remember, man, inhale courage to excel success. Chip. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies. Making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.